Welcome to Profiles in Eccentricity, a show about weirdos, with your hosts, John Fahey, Aaron Peter, and Matt Brutzone. Hello folks, welcome to Profiles in Eccentricity, it's a show about weirdos, doggone it. My name is John Boy, it's John Boy time. John Fahey, your host, joining me as ever. You're going to like the way he looks. I Aaron P. it. Michelangelo's David Duchovny. Three children stepped on, stacked on top of each other in a trench coat. Stabbing. Each child is ripped, shredded, has a massive old hog. Disguising themselves as an adult man so they can get into porno theater or something. Socially distant, of course. Aaron Joseph Peter, how are you? I'm good, man. Emotionally, COVID compliant. Yeah, uh, I'm COVID defiant. My mask is my personality. <laughs> I agree. We're Wear all... the mask. Protect the ones you love. It's all about you, fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> really, <laughs> I was watching Breaking Bad last night because I haven't ever finished like it's after the third season. I didn't we keep watching. Mm. And like the premiere of season four, uh, it's when they're like they're in. They're in the meth lab because, mm-hmm. like, Jesse fucking killed that guy. Mm-hmm. And, like, they're, they're being, like, held hostage or whatever. And mm-hmm. fucking <laughs> the other henchman is, like, cooking up the meth to show that he can do it without them. <laughs> and Walter Wright's like, we should all be wearing masks. <laughs> we really should be wearing. I can't stress enough how much we should really be wearing masks. I was like, man, the show was really out of his time. <laughs> yeah. Really nails the zeitgeist. Yeah. Um... Aaron, to your right, my left. There's the Frenchman henchman. Oh, I mean, I wouldn't. Doctor Matt Brousseau. I don't even recognize him. He well, looks, when you, you guys texted earlier, I thought you said new guys. I didn't thought th- didn't know you meant nude guys. Wait, so what? I was like, I'm gonna be a new guy for you. Oh. I didn't realize you wanted. Were to we have talking it. about nude guys? Oh, I don't every... remember never not talking about yeah. nude guys. Yeah, my weakness is men. Is that right? <laughs> but I don't believe in gender, <laughs> so you have no weakness. No weakness. <laughs> so my weakness is. Man, mm-hmm. <laughs> in quotes. Uh. My weakness is man, <laughs> like mankind. Uh, yeah. Oh, the wrestler. Man <laughs> is man is the bastard. Uh, we, to serve man. Mm. Yes. Um, we have um, uh, uh, a new cartoon out <gasps> from Dar- uh, for Dark Rose Dallas. Right. Oh God. Uh, I haven't posted on the Instagram yet, but that will be out by the time this episode comes out. Uh, and when does this episode come out? This will come out Thursday. Wednesday or Thursday? Wednesday or Thursday. Wednesday or Thursday. Um, hmm. And uh, in it, <laughs> we uh, we do have the Instagram where you can view these things. We do have a YouTube. We do have a YouTube uh, where you should like and subscribe. Yeah, mm. ding the mm. bell, whatever ding, that smash means. Smash the bell. Oh, smash it. I don't know what that means. Report us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you're from Australia leave or Ireland, leave a mean comment. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Ask your doctor about profiles. Yeah. See if yeah, it's right it for be, you. It could be. And, you know... Um, any sort of leaky bowel movements or oh, leaky. prolonged oh, erections oh, are gotta. exactly what you're hoping for, and it means it's working correctly. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Double the dose. Yeah. Um, what's that one that, that gives you a big old hard-on, that depression medication? <laughs> no depression medication gives you a hard-on. I thought uh, one gives you a big old rig. No. Big old diamond. If they did, it wouldn't. Diamond hard skull cracker. Vi- you're saying yeah. Viagra is a depression <laughs> medication. No, 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 no. It's a, it's a side effect among some people with uh, one of the Trazzy names. Traz. 
Transgender yeah. rights? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Cool. The medication transgender rights. Well, Very silly, Aaron. No, I'm um, sorry. <laughs> PP Podcast on Twitter, Profiles and Eccentricity on Instagram. Please uh, join our Oh, it's called a Trasbono. Very nice. Yeah, good. Who is also trans? We waited for that. Okay. <laughs> no, you didn't wait. It just interrupted. <laughs> Traz. Um, we are... Uh, we have all kinds of cool shit going on over at the, the Patreon. New episode, uh, so much cool extra shit. episode a week. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, That's 100% more episodes. Rain nor sleet or whatever. Or skeet. Or skeet. Rain nor skeet. Uh, you will get another episode. All types of uh, ill shit, as it were. Um, you've heard some of them on the Patreon previews. Mm-hmm. Um, we got the jukeboxes. We're doing, we have our live stream of the Tyson fight. Mm, our live do. commentary. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. It was, it was really fun. weird. It was really weird. Snoop Dogg uh, was really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Snoop Dogg was insane. It was really fun. <sighs> yeah. He was the most exciting part of that whole thing. And then he got offered a contract. I, well, he, I think he like retweeted so. people saying he deserved one oh, or something. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. He didn't actually get one. No, but nice. Yeah. yeah. I heard... Uh, Come on, so, Roy! So Tyson said he smoked weed before the fight. And after. And then mm-hmm. someone tried to fight him after the fight. Did you hear that? No. no. Oh, yeah. Why? Ooh. I don't know. Some genius. <laughs> God, what a nightmare. <laughs> Why would you do that? Yeah. He's probably just walking through downtown LA. Man. He probably had a mask on. They probably couldn't see him. <laughs> Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, with the tattoo. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Just another guy with a face tattoo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, this week, my friends, uh, we do have uh, uh, this is something that our friend Oshkosh Josh gave to me. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Uh, and uh, he was talking about getting a Kimber like you had. Hell yeah. Originally. Mm. And uh, it was because we were talking about uh, Frank Lucas of the American Gangster, of American thing. Gangster, mm-hmm. that he pointed. He told me that he uh, had just seen this documentary, so I started looking to the guy he was talking about. And this guy has no movies made about him, and he is—he could buy and sell Frank Lucas all day. <laughs> uh, Nikki Barnes mm. buy and sell him all day. Uh, pretty much the mafia mm-hmm. could buy and sell them all day. Uh, this guy was bringing in a third of the nation's heroin. Oh, a third! And Frank Lucas was was uh, you know the New York guy, and around that 60s, 70s time, heroin is skyrocketing in use, especially in the black community. And um, you know, uh, the, the the thing they make out of Frank Lucas is that uh, he's um, He's going and, and getting it from Vietnam. And bringing it in uh, soldiers' caskets. Yes. And it was going around the mafia, which was, you know, um, really hard to do. Uh, and it just wasn't done. You know, the rise of the uh, black gangster was like a, a, a really, like, new thing. Um, because they just had... The mafia had an utter monopoly on heroin and... and uh, you know, uh, cocaine is starting to take off, but it's not quite there yet. Because was, this is this is the sixties, sixties, seventies, yeah. Um, and but for a long time, the mafia didn't deal in narcotics, right? Yeah, uh, and then they would they would kind of dip out of it when it got a little more hot, and then they would come back into it. Uh-huh. Um, but it was basically like the organized or you know whatever uh, criminals from the black community were always basically having to go 
hat in hand to the mafia mm -hmm. to get um, product. And Frank Lucas went around that, but Frank Matthews was also, an, he was another black guy from North Carolina, like Frank Lucas, and um, his operation just completely dwarfed that of Frank Lucas, because Frank Lucas is just really a New York guy. Well, New York's a big place, though. I mean, New per capita, were they similar? Yeah. Or? Uh Per capita? I, I mean, mean population-wise? Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I think, John, you were saying that, the, you know, the little bit you told me was that this, like you said, Frank Lucas, New York City. Sure. Yes. City of dreams. Yeah. Apple pie it's where, dreams, it's where dreams are made yeah, of. Millions of people. But then that leaves the whole eastern seaboard. Yes. That's and right. that is what Frank Matthews had. From Miami to New York Ooh. was all Frank Matthews. That's the I-95, pal. Yeah. And, um... <laughs> Hershey Highway. <laughs> it goes right through Hershey, Pennsylvania, is that what you said? Nah, I don't okay. know. And I just meant because it was chocolate. So <laughs> along, along the way here, um, there's just so much interesting stuff going on. And the mafia is getting their stuff through what they would call the French Connection. Montreal. Right? The French Connection. It is Montreal. And it's also uh, Marseille. Mm -hmm. Marseille, France. Yes. It's, it's a French. That's where the labs are. And it's <laughs> the heroin. The heroin labs. And the poppy is coming from... from Turkey. So it's Turkey, Across Marseille, the Montreal, and New York. Wow. And that's the French connection. And that would go on for like 30, 40 years. It's beautiful. The international commerce. And like people this, working together. Yes. And the same guys are kind of involved in it throughout. And what's a legacy? God only knows how much <laughs> money those guys made. I mean, we're talking about 35 I'm, years I'm, of no I'm, taxes I'm, and black market prices. I'm talking about like a half dozen dudes. Behind this, the entire supply of heroin for for a third of a century, America, yeah, uh, for a third of a century, and it's um, it's Corsican mob guys, and it, it blows my mind every fucking time, man. But from the get go, CIA protection mm. every fucking time, and it was because they were a counterweight to um, communists. <laughs> so the Corsican mob were acting as like a. a, a a stop, a firewall against the communists from where? Uh, in, uh, in, in, in fucking, uh, in Italy? In Russia and China? <laughs> well, I guess, Cuba? let's see. So, where would there be communists in that part of, like, the Mediterranean? And that's, that's the 40s I'm talking about. Ah, uh, okay. okay. Okay, so, oh, a lot 40s. more communists oh, everywhere. Yes, okay. exactly. Um, I gotta find out where exactly that's it interesting. is. interesting. Yeah, and, it, but it's just like, before this thing even gets off the ground, they already are sanctioned by the fucking CIA. I mean, every fucking time. You can't make this shit up. No, I mean, if you want to do... They're always behind drug supply. If you want to do something really just some heinous shit, just go to the CIA and tell them that you're going to do it. And they, well, tell they, them that there's commies on the other side yeah, and then you and can get a free like, fucking pass to sell dope. Hell, they'll help you do it. I got to... They'll, they'll be like, we know a guy. Yeah. All right, you're gonna you're gonna fight the commies. <laughs> you're gonna need this. <laughs> it's, it's so this uh, sir, this is a spoon and a lighter. I'm Yuri. You're Yuri Geller. Now. That's what. It <laughs> and these, so these guys. Um, <laughs> if I was a heroin addict, I'd be best friends with Yuri Geller. <laughs> uh, it was to prevent French communists mm. um, from bringing the port in Marseille under their control. Ah, that's why it had the backing of the CIA. Smart. And so the money that starts it up comes from the fucking French Gestapo. The like money the, that starts up the heroin the, enterprise? Yes. It's Gestapo money? Yes, it was called the Carling, Carlingi. 
Kalingi. Uh, which is the French Gestapo, which is the, from the German occupation of France during World War II. So it's it's whole it's leftover. They're Germans or they're French or they are Frenchmen who were working with Nazis. They had stolen money as Gestapo people during the war from Jews. F- yeah, and and used it to start up this enterprise. <sighs> so, and, uh, and then so it's Nazis and the CIA starting a heroin business. Basically, yeah. oh, well, the, the CIA knows about it and yeah. they're fine with it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, maybe. Uh, coordinating something or at the very least uh, skimming skimming or stopping people from stopping them yeah you know th- there's this there's this idea of you know the cia is the company they call it you know mm. and it's the a shadowy you know an affair and, and there's a part of me that wants to believe that totally <laughs> uh but i do think that it's kind of the be careful when fighting monsters thing because you you might become them yourself, mm-hmm. but I think a lot of like the really because fu- to me this is not a fucked up story of the CIA because there are a lot more fucked up stories of the CIA for sure, and there are just a lot of cowboys that go oh, off and do yeah. fucked up shit within the CIA because yeah. they can, and then it's all kind of hearsay. So like, but I do want to say if you're listening, CIA, I do think you're patriots. Uh, if <laughs> if you are the agent on the ground, what you tell the people you're dealing with. You, you're telling your superiors probably something completely fucking different. Yes. Well, so, well co- I mean, yes, maybe, maybe not. But even the whole, like, even the people at the top of the CIA are corrupt and complicit. And I mean, it's not even corruption because it's legalized. Like the FBI works in the United States. It focuses on stuff in the United States. So the CIA doesn't have, there's no protections that Americans, mm-hmm. the protections Americans have from the FBI is not, the right. CIA doesn't it's, have to worry about they that. They got maritime law and <laughs> yeah, international yeah tomfoolery law so they don't even have to lie because it's basically whatever they want to do they can do yeah it's right. just if they if they're going to assassinate someone they just have to like the president has to know that's probably it yeah and it seems like all of their all of their shit is you know kind of um it is the company it's american interests yes and uh that's not necessarily swayed by whoever is in office or in power right it's kind of because those guys those are like career guys yeah and they decide yeah. <laughs> what is in the best interest. Yeah. And if and you know, if they don't if they can't get the budget, they make it. Yeah. Yeah. Which was a lot of that mm. cocaine shit in the eighties. Mm. Um Yeah. And like I said, you know, I've said before on the show. It is pretty cool. <laughs> that stuff was um to me a far fetched conspiracy theory when I was a kid that the CIA was bringing in in drugs to uh, black communities. And now it's just proven to like oh. to the to the flight number. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, what I yeah, mean. Yeah. yeah. Um, and but yeah, they're always they're always in all this shit, and um, it also makes sense because of the nature of the black market and how fluid it is, and green is all that matters. Yes. Right. Money is all that matters. So that means you're open to all different kinds of contacts and and shit like that. So it just makes sense that they kind of busy themselves in that world, mm-hmm. right? Um, that's how they, you know, end up getting the mafia to protect the ports mm-hmm. during the Second World War and stuff like that. It's making all those kinds of yeah. weird deals and shit. But anyway, so the, the mafia has this French connection, and um, that's that's where everything's coming from. And these guys going around it was a brand new thing. Um, but first, I want to start with Frank, and he uh, he he grows up in in Durham, North Carolina, and Durham is and he's born like in twenties, thirties, nineteen forty four. Shit. Was okay. okay. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Because he's up in the sixties too. And so he's uh, he's grown up in this town where I think there's three white businesses, 125 black. Shit. 
and they said they had like a black Wall Street. Right. Um, and, you know, there was a lot of upward mobility for black people. For a southern town in mm -hmm. the 60s, mm -hmm. there was no lynchings. There was no murders. There was none of that shit going on in Durham. Huh. Um, and so you could see black folks getting ahead. And, you know, a lot of them were like really about taking care of each other and mm -hmm. stuff like that. And Frank is raised by his aunt um, to get a very young mother. He's pretty much, uh, well, he's really raised by his grandparents. He, mm -hmm. he considers his aunt his sister. It's one of those things. Oh, it's a Jack Nicholson situation. Yes, yeah. exactly. And um, they always seem to have a famous, that one kid always grows up and have a great life. To be. Yeah. One yeah. of them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, his mom died when he was four, and he's raised by his aunt Marzella and his, his grandparents, and she marries a, a police lieutenant, actually. He's, um, he's nicknamed Pee Wee. <laughs> and uh, he drops out of school in seventh grade. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he was kind of leading a gang, they say. Um, and they, the only arrest uh, he had in, in that time was for stealing chickens from local farms. Oh, no. And uh, well, What would he do with them, John? Oh, uh, oh, don't. Well, maybe he just made a farm of just lost chickens. Or did uh, he eat them? Well, they were lost because he stole one. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, and they crossed the road. Oh, no. Uh, Stealing chickens. Maybe he bred them and then returned more chickens you know, with interest mm. to the place from which he uh, uh, well, he'd burgled He'd them. fertilize the eggs. Oh, smart. Himself? Which is smart, yeah. With his seed? <laughs> yeah. With the seed money. Yeah. Oh. Seed money, good. Very good. <laughs> Came from the Gestapo. <laughs> um... <laughs> So he uh he, he goes he goes uh and serves a year for that and is uh, like a what grader? That's fourteen. So what is that? He does a eight, year in grade? prison. Yeah, yeah. Or yeah. jail. Um, nineteen uh, sixty. Yeah. Uh, okay. Th theft and assault because he attacks some farmer that stepped to him or whatever. Um, <laughs> Nobody calls me chicken. <laughs> and shortly thereafter, he goes to Philadelphia and he uh, starts uh, being a numbers writer. Hell yeah. So do you want to tell people what the numbers? Yeah. So we talked about it a little bit uh, in the um, Iceberg Slim episodes. Um, so the numbers racket. It's Lotto-esque. Yeah, it's Lotto-esque and it was popular in urban black communities um, because it was kind of th this insurance thing where a, a relatively small investment or bet um, could net you a pretty decent payout. Mm -hmm. So everybody pays into the numbers, and there used to be numbers books, like like picking out people's birthdays or whatever. Mm -hmm. There was just this, it was this whole culture of writing, picking numbers, and um, it was a, I think it was a weekly thing, yeah, or even daily, depending on the uh, the community and um. The mod, like the, the whoever was, it, I don't think it was a 50 50 split of whatever it was, but you know, whoever was writing the numbers would take a certain cut of that money, and then the rest of the cut was given out to whoever won the who picked the right numbers. Mm -hmm. And, um, god, what they, oh, they also call it policy mm -hmm. because it was like an insurance policy, and so, like, you know, it you could pay in for a penny or a buck as a single, you know, unwed mother or whatever, like that, and then. If you got it, which the, the odds are way better than the lotto, the yeah. odds were like maybe like one in a hundred, right? Because the numbers it's a local thing, yeah. And it wasn't a, such a bigger. It wasn't like six two-digit numbers. It, right, was, it right. was a smaller uh, number of permutations, and so uh, you could 
put in a dollar or a penny and you'd get paid out like 50 to one or something like that. And you would win, you know, predictably. Um, and that's my understanding of the numbers. Yeah. I could, uh, be, I could be off by a few things, but it was just a much more reasonable racket yeah, than yeah. the lotto. Yeah, so he was doing that in Philadelphia as a numbers writer, and he starts meeting these guys that are going to be future drug connects. Um, guys like uh, Major Coxon, um, who would later go on to run for mayor. Um, Major Coxon ran for mayor. Yes, Major Coxon ran for mayor, and um, the Black Mafia was very big in Philadelphia. And those guys are fascinating because they were all tied to a Nation of Islam temple. And they were all dealing drugs, and they were all gangsters, and rather violent, <laughs> um, rather into murder. <laughs> um, and they were all kind of weirdly, you know, well-organized and untouchable because it was also, like, or- organized out of, like, a fucking mosque. Yeah, well, I mean, the Nation of Islam shit was, like, very big on... I just read um, by Autobiography of Malcolm X. Yes. And he, you know huge you know he was like the voice of the nation of islam for mm-hmm. you know 10 years or whatever and mad into discipline and order mm-hmm. and having your routine for the day and uh being you know unflappable mm-hmm. and they also all did fucking like jujitsu and shit <laughs> yeah uh and um it makes sense that you could get some of the uh, less savory elements of the nation of Islam to be like a really good fucking mafia. Mm-hmm. Totally makes sense. Yeah, especially with the Jujitsu. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, you don't want to fuck with these black yeah. guys. They're all black belts. Yeah. What? <laughs> but then it's also part of this thing too where, um, you know, so sometimes uh, you would have uh, like people in the black power movement that were steadfast against drugs. And then you have people in the black power movement that were like, at least we're doing it. And at least there's money in our community. And not, yeah. And not going... Some Italian guy. Not going, to, not going yeah. to uh some Italian guy. Exactly. Um, and it's it's really interesting because those two were, uh you know, that would lead to bloodshed. Those two, you know, kind of warring factions inside the Black Power movement. Yeah, and, and that was also part of some of the Nation of Islam stuff was... You know, listen, Nation of Islam is like mad racist, mm-hmm. you know, like in, in their literature. And so they were all they were really critical of like Jewish business owners coming into the community and like, you know, selling you something that they they paid for this. They were really critical of capitalism in general. And and they've just made it. <laughs> it makes sense that they would be like, well, why don't we just be the drug dealers yeah. instead of some Jewish gangster or Italian gangster coming in? Why don't we take this philosophy of legit business and apply it to yeah. our black market, right? Now, also part of the thing here, too, is is that, like, in 1959, I believe, um, a black man is making half of what a white man makes. Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of... In 59. And so that's that's one of the things where you, where you just go, like, well, what are you going to do? Yeah. Like, what are you going to do? And then it's this thing where it's, you know, a self-fulfilling prophecy where people are like, oh, well, look at them. They're all pimps and drug dealers. And it's like, wh- what did you let them do? What are, you, what are they going to do? Well, it's like, uh, there's no there's no way out. We don't want you to protest. Okay, well, what if I just take a knee? Uh, yeah. well, no, you can't do that. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so then what, am I, what, what do I do? Yeah. What, what am I allowed to do then? Yeah. What is the acceptable thing for, for me? Yeah, and, and you know... Um, so, uh, you know, these guys, they're all coming up around this time and, you know, this very, you know, heady fucking uh, gimme shelter era 
of America. And like, you, you got to remember that things are going so crazy. Drug use is skyrocketing. Crime is exploding. Um, political unrest is fucking nationwide huge. Um, you know, fucking MLK and RFK, they're all getting good. Like, it's it's just a, such a crazy time. Right, so you're, now you're talking about 68. Well, yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, the later thing. Yeah, but yeah. I'm just saying, like, it's kind of... It's kind of understandable how some of these guys that are just dealing powder kind of fly under the radar. Even if they're doing it to such an extent that it's right. massive. Right. Because there's the, the, you got the fucking commie threat. Because right. it's, not, it's not a gun in your face. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And there was also that, that very racist thing of, well, there's no way that a black guy is making that much money. Yeah. Like, there's no way. Right, right. I'm not right. even going to think about it. Um, yeah, how'd you afford this? Which is, you know, something they kind of play up in American Gangster, but our Frank Lucas, they're like, well, there's no way a black guy is doing that. Yeah. Um, and, you know, this, the Frank Matthews, man, is like, you know, one of these guys where everybody said he's just really, really smart. He has that same sort of similar thing to Frank Lucas, too, where like when he's, when he's going about his business... Um, he really still just trusts people from Durham. Yeah, he just want he like it's like a thing, you know. Uh, you're in the big city now. You're kind of a country boy, um, and he kept those people really close, like Frank Lucas did. And Durham would would stay to this day, like a staunch Frank Matthews supporting community <laughs> wow and it was because he would come and he would give so much back to the community uh and um you know like uh it's like chicago and capone kind of you know it's like the soup kitchens and yeah but it was it was it was just uh it was pretty authentic mm -hmm. um real like i mean putting people through law school uh you know real real shit um and you know there was a there was just a, a a lot of a lot of support there, and they all stayed really tight. But he so he was in Philadelphia, right? He meets some of the Black Mafia guys. He meets Major, uh, and then he gets arrested there, and he avoids conviction somehow. This is lazy police work. <sighs> Leave town, right? And so he goes to Bed Stuy, Brooklyn. Yeah, in New York, and he becomes a barber, and he's still doing uh, number stuff, and that's kind of like a good place to be doing it. Yeah, you know, you're in the community. Everybody's coming in. It's a, it's a little bit of a town square. There. Shaving, yes. shaving a haircut, sixpence. Yep. And he's also <laughs> doing collections. Uh, oh, for and and he's yeah, so he's like a, a heavy, you know. Was he uh, a big? Was he a big guy? Not really, not really. Um, so in '65, he's like getting out of numbers and he's going into heroin and. Also a numbers game. And he's just being like, oh, make more money. And um, so he, he tries to get linked up with the Gambino family and the uh, Banano family. Oof. Joe Bananas. And they're like, no. <laughs> 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 no. And so uh, from the numbers time, he, he knows this guy, uh, Spanish Ray. Spanish Ray? Oh. Spanish Ray. Now, is that R-A-Y or R-E-Y? R-A-Y. Spanish Raymond. Raymond. Marquez. <laughs> And um, he's yeah, just, he's Spanish. He was a big uh, uh, Spanish Harlem numbers guy, and he uh, put him in contact with a Cuban guy, um, Rolando oh. Gonzalez. Oh, Cuban, boy. oh, that's gonna be cute. And he Cuban was a big uh, coke guy. Oh, before Gonzalez leaves, because um, he's under indictment. Uh, before he leaves the U.S., he gives Frank Matthews his first kilo of coke. Oh. Top. Um, now, what do you if you're the, with the first one? Is that the one you put on the wall? 
<laughs> I don't. No, no, no. It's the first. You take the first hundred that you use to snort uh, the first rail from the first kilo. You put that on the, that wall. on the wall. Yeah. Chop it. Sp- sp- another name for a kilo is also a chicken. So he started stealing chickens, and now he's selling the fucking things. Also, chicken is also the name for uh, underage porn. That's oh. exactly right. Thank you, Malcolm. Uh, I think a, chick- a chicken is a, a kid. Yeah, kid. Chicken hawk is a pedo. Mm. And a chicken hawk is also a peed up. <laughs> uh, so G- Gonzalez gives him the first kilo, uh, 20 grand. 20 grand for the kilo, huh? 20 grand back mm. then, too. That's a lot of fucking money. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. And a, a, a kilo is not even 20 grand now. Right. Um, How do I? I don't know that. <laughs> well, I also, also, like, I think the use of it was in 1965 is how, how, how much Coke is going around back then. You know what right. I mean? Yeah, the market, there, was, there wasn't the supply yeah. that would later be oh, around sure, sure. so he just keeps going and just he just you know buys for a nickel sells for a dime man and he he expands this thing with gonzalez uh from venezuela and um in a year he's one of the biggest dealers in new york in a year right you know if he's cutting it he must be cutting it um yeah well he would he would basically take dope from anywhere as long as it was su- sufficiently pure to his standards uh-huh. um and uh he also now starts doing coke. Hell yeah. Chops it up, mm. which is nice. <laughs> you know, it's a productive drug. Yeah, uh, yeah. Feels good. I mean, it makes your dick soft, so you're not thinking about chasing skirt all day long. Yeah, but I'm on tramazoline. <laughs> you know, he's on trampolines tra- 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 I'm, I'm on trampolines with a boner. <laughs> he's on <a> transpoline. <laughs> transpoline? Yeah. <laughs> is that a Leonard Cohen song? Transpoline? Yeah. Gender's fake, losers. Trans police. <laughs> so um yeah, he 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 goes up to uh heroin, right? And <laughs> the way you said it, it sounded like a city. Yeah, he goes, he goes up to heroin, New York. Goes up to heroin and heroin is going well at this time. That's 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 moving. Um in in I think I think they did like a thing where they pulled like some street in Harlem, and it was like a third of the people were on heroin. Jesus Christ. We polled our local drug users to see what they take. Who's, what are you taking? What? They yeah. weren't very talkative, so we gave them some coke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they wouldn't shut up. About <laughs> Jesus. So we had to give them some heroin. A hundred percent of people in Harlem are on heroin. <laughs> you heard it here first. Um, so the DEA said um, he goes up. By 1972, he's making $10 million a year. Selling heroin to every East Coast city. Everyone. Every city. Every city. And he... <laughs> shit. He has a, a common-law wife uh, with uh, three children. Is that different than a swamp-law wife? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like... Okay, so... It's like, I didn't marry you, but you ended up being my wife anyway. <laughs> Wait a minute. There's yeah. a lady You here. lived in the same house for six months? It's <laughs> yeah. like, ah, fuck. Uh, so let me, let me ask. So... Within a year, he's making ten million a year. Is that we said, or, or, uh, or? It was by nineteen seventy-two? So that's, okay, so that's five. Let's say five. Yeah. Okay. And if you're gonna get to it, just don't shut up. But like, what sort of operation was that? Like, it was very franchisey. Okay. And so um, he was all about getting, you know, just whoever was in the town. And he would just go, and everybody liked Frank. Right. Like he was really friendly. He was really fun. Yeah, the currency's charisma. Um. Yeah. yeah and and. Like, um, heroin is life. These guys from The Wire, man, like the guys from Baltimore, some of the old dudes in the last season are guys that did like 30 years for dealing heroin, um, 18 years, 20 years, like, and, um, 
one of them is this guy, uh, Shorty uh, Boose. And so for those of you listening, in The Wire, they often hired actors who were real drug dealers. Yes. This is what John is getting at. And so one of them was one of these guys. And um, there, was, uh, there was another guy named uh, Liddy Jones. And he would just see kind of young guys starting out, know they were hustling. And then he'd be like, here's fucking 40 grand, you know, like worth a product and go sell it. Get started. Shit. Buy from me next time. Bring then, me 40. Keep everything else. Then they would bring him the 40 and he'd tell him to keep it. Fuck. Because he was making that much money. And now you have this loyalty thing, go, yeah. right? You know, people like you. Yes. Um, and that's part of the, like, only hiring guys from Durham, too, because it's not only that Frank can trust them, because maybe he can, maybe he can't. Mm-hmm. But on the other side of that is those people from Durham want to be loyal and impress him. Yeah. A guy who's come back. Right. And a guy, you know, like, was saying one time, <laughs> he was... He's making this much money, and he's probably all chopped up too, right? He's also like, you know, all these cities too. When he's going in, like, he's got girls everywhere. Of course, he does. He loves girls. He's always got, he's always got like flashy cars. He got Rolls Royce. He's coming back to Durham, and like the good old boy cops are seeing this guy come back to Durham in know, a Rolls, and know he's making drug money. Of course, and but they also know they probably can't touch him, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean. Also, their thing is like, well, if he's doing it up there, what the fuck do we care? <laughs> yeah, sure, you know, that's sure, like, sure. that's very Southern. Sure. <laughs> we're like, well, as long as he's not doing it. You know? um, <laughs> as long as he's inside before sundown. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, there's a guy that got in this. this so a lot of the stuff I got this, uh, this shit from was the documentary by this guy, Al Prophet. And uh, <laughs> Al Prophet. It's yeah. Al Prophet. <laughs> and uh, he, he, does, he does these uh, great uh, crime things. That's what Oshkosh Josh pointed me towards was the documentary. And then I started doing my own digging on the other shit. Um, but Al Prophet, shout out to Al Prophet. He did this great documentary, and it's really, really good on YouTube. Um, What's it called? Do you know? I think it's called Black Mafia Godfather. Oh, um, yeah. It was originally going to be called one of his nicknames, which was Black Caesar. I've heard of that. Yeah. Oh, shit. Uh, so this is Black Caesar. Oh, shit. And uh, he was... You know, um, according to everybody, they said it was smarter than Nicky Barnes, smarter than Frank Lucas. Uh-huh. Um, like, he he was, some said, maybe the biggest gangster ever. <laughs> it, like, like that. I, I think Vladimir Putin would have. <laughs> and some of, the, some, of the, some of the, you know, some of the guys that he got started out, he's like, you know, I would know the mafia guys and stuff like that. He's like, I kind of. He's like, he's like, Frank could buy and sell them all day. Jesus Christ. He's like, you know, they they kind of like have a more overblown reputation and stuff like sure. that. But he's like in terms of dollars and market cap. Yeah. Probably um Black Caesar. But yeah, he was uh he was just fucking incredible. And he would do that shit. There was multiple stories in the documentary about um people trying to give him money and him being he go, Is you broke? Keep it, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> The guy calling him, calling him, trying to give him, and then one guy he goes, he goes, I know this, he goes, I know this story. Oh like, God, he gave me a, a million dollars in plastic bags, and uh, I was like, uh, hey, what about that? You know, gonna you come get that money? He goes, what money? And he goes, remember the plastic bags? And he goes, oh, I'll get it in a week or so. And he's like, if, you can forget about a million dollars. He's like, God only knows. In plastic bags, yeah, like what he was bringing in, and um, Jesus, <laughs> so many bags. Yeah, and like so, there's this thing too where he's kind of like he's got some cavalier stuff where they said one time he's like just met somebody like in public, mm-hmm. opened up the trunk, threw out a kilo to a guy across the street, like 
super cavalier. Uh, <laughs> it's like a parade going down. And he, he, he has he has this weird shit too, where he gets a uh, he gets a house in um, I think it's called Toad Hills in Staten Island, and that is the mafia boss enclave. So his across the street neighbor is Paul Castellano. Oh, shit. Who's the guy that John Gotti waxed to mm-hmm. become the boss. Mm-hmm. Next door is fucking Three Fingers Lucchese. <laughs> this is his house. Hey, does he live there or just store money there? No, he lives, he lives there with his common-law wife. Oh, his common-law wife. And his children. Common-law children. And he's, it's a beautiful house. and um, Wife, they, they, not so much. They have, a, they have a tutor for the kids. And the tutor's in the dock. And he's like, you know, he's like, I'd never seen this before, you know. It goes, it's an they, they had that, they had that. No, he's, he's a Jewish guy. Uh, Al Prophet points that out. Goes, they even had a Jewish tutor. Jesus fucking Christ! There was no ceviche anywhere, but the jet was fueled up. <laughs> the tutor was fueled. He's so fucking funny. The tutor was all chapped up. He was all his numbers the, everything. The Al Prophet is so fucking funny. Oh my god! Uh, and he's, it's so great that he's making these docs. And he, you know, he goes, you know, I'm gonna kind of big him up here because he goes much deeper into this world. Uh, the Detroit people of this time um there's other documentaries that that focus more on the black power um he's got one called white powder black power oh, and it's just about the drug nice. you know stuff in in the black power community mm-hmm. whatever uh nation of islam etc um there's there's a lot of good stuff uh, that he's he's diving into and uh <laughs> i just gotta, gotta i gotta show you he really talks like this he even had himself a nice fucking Jewish tutor. Did he just get out of reading shit? Uh, <laughs> he mentioned, mentioned him being Jewish. He's like, they even had a Jewish tutor. It's like, why are you bringing that up? Uh, should we uh, let's take a little break and then come back with this? Sure. Okay. We're going to take a little break. And we're back. Mm. Oh, I didn't even like curiosity cola. I'm a little curious myself. <laughs> uh, I'm by curious. I'm trying. I'm trying. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna play you this this little thing about Al Prophet. Al Prophet. Now he really tells you about the connection here. The connections. Yeah. The French connections. Yeah. So I think for a while, um, he is he's buying, um, you know, from the uh, Italians, and then but uh, he's still able to. He's buying from the New York Italians who are getting the, the French connection shit. Yeah, but then because of that numbers shit, he has Spanish Ray, then hook him up with the Cuban guy, Gonzalez. But that's Coke. And then it becomes heroin too. Where are they getting their heroin? It's also from the Corsicans. So he just goes, he, he, he gets his way into the French connection on by his own. By way of Havana. Yeah. By way of By uh, way of Venezuela. By way of DC. Gonzalez, Gonzalez goes down to Venezuela. Um, and so it's uh back then I think Venezuela was like the, the most prosperous South American nation. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, he this is a this is you can hear Al Prophet here in a second giving you the lowdown on the uh, the connection. So here you have a black guy meeting a Cuban through a Puerto Rican to get heroin from French gangsters. I mean, Jesus United fucking Nations Christ. Of crime. United, the United the fucking Nations. Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ. It's like the fucking United Nations of crime out here. The fucking Benetton and covered in coke. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ. <laughs> fucking UNICEF for fucking chop. 
<laughs> Isn't that great? So uh, it's just like it's all these gangsters to like talking head documentary, and then it comes back to this guy who's like, so can Frank's can, doing this. Can you believe this fucking shit? It's just like fucking, just like uh, uh what's his name? Another Frank, isn't it? The actor. Huh? What's his name again? Oh, uh, fucking this fucking guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I forget. He's dead. He is dead. He is dead. He is yeah. dead. But he can take it when he takes. No, it's not Frank. And that's not Frank. When he fucking took over fucking Unsolved Mysteries? Nah, Nobody knows who shot Tupac Shakur. <laughs> if you have any fucking clues, send me a... That was a real one they did. <laughs> Nobody knows. And Biggie Smalls, don't get me fucking started. I mean, we can't find hiding her hair or the guy. Nobody knows nah, who Everybody fat fucking thinks it was the LAPD. But when you ask them, they say no. So, um... Dennis Farina. Dennis Farina. Dennis Farina. Um, so, yeah, he's got the Toad Hill, Staten Island. And... He's he's fucking like having his big old parties. He's got his flashy cars, and the mafia guys really kind of go there. There goes the fucking neighborhood. They, oh. uh, they are really mad. They're really really. This mad. is their quiet neighborhood. Where this is their quiet they neighborhood. Trying to have a nice quiet <laughs> organized crime Italian gangster neighborhood. I don't make all it. of a sudden these loud mouth moolies come in <laughs> with their Rolls Royces and their Jewish fucking tutors <laughs> fucking up my shit. This is where my wife lives to forget about the murders. It's Cosa Nostra, mm-hmm. pal. Not Cosa Ustra. Yeah. <laughs> or Lenny Dykstra. <laughs> Nails. Uh, Who is friends? He um. So he's got these guys on either side of him. Apparently, maybe the, the guy from the Gambino crime family, who was uh, kind of the boss of bosses in, in of the five families at the time, he maybe sanctioned having somebody just like inform to the DEA all of the all the license plates going to the house and stuff like that. They had a steady stream of information. And on it's, Frank and it's mafia guys snitching. It's fucking wide to the ass. DEA just because and, and they tell him, and this shows you the power that I'm talking about here and the money I'm talking about here that Frank really has as opposed to these organized crime families. Now keep in mind he's pissing them off on a multi-family level. Right. I mean pissing one of them on, off on a racial level. P- pissing one of them yeah. off. We yeah. may be Gambinos or Lucchesis, but we're all fucking Italian. <laughs> yeah. It's, he's pissing off. It's starting a race war. And a turf war. But it's also because they shut him down at the beginning that he's weirdly like rubbing their faces in it. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, he's, he's right I mean, next door. Yeah, it's kind of, I mean. It's really beautiful. Yeah, I mean, also, I would I would have maybe went to Long Island or something. Guy like Yeah. It. He's rubbing, he is rubbing in their faces. Yeah, but also, you got to keep in mind, he's like 27. Jesus. He's 27. He's born in 1944. You know what I mean? Oh my God, he's a kid, right? And um, you know he's he's so he's got an apartment with like some uh, like blonde white girl in it, you know. And um, sometimes he gets too chopped up and he'd beat her up allegedly. Oh. Um, and but his wife puts together this very tasteful, exquisite home to raise their kids in. She has the tutor come in, Jewish fella. Oh. And um, the the tutor is talking about um. He's like, uh, I got a new car one time, and he was like, he's like, uh, Frank saw it, and he goes, oh, you'd probably get three thousand dollars for that car, and um, he's like, well, I just bought it for like forty two or whatever, like you know, new, like, and he goes, um, he goes, I'll tell you what, he goes, give me three thousand dollars, and you can drive any car out of my driveway, pick, it's all Rolls Royces and shit like that. Wait, wait, 
Wait, he, wait I'm sorry. Frank says to him, give me $3,000. Yeah, yeah, After yeah, yeah, Frank yeah. says, you could get $3,000. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes, that's the value of that car. He goes, okay. I'll take that. He goes, and you drive away with anything in the anything in the After driveway. he just paid 4200 for it. Yeah, yeah. But he's giving yeah. him like a fucking $80,000 yeah, 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 in, yeah, in yeah, exchange, yeah. whatever. Um, so the guy is like, you know, he's delighted. And as far as he knows, they're in real estate. And that's, you know, the, the cover for the family. No, yeah, I'm sure he didn't know. <laughs> uh, well, you he, know. He, he said he did. He completely believed it. Was he like a 19 year old Jewish student or something like at that? At the time, he was, uh, yeah, oh, probably, okay. probably something like a college age oh, kid. Oh, jeez, Mister. Uh, well, they they left all the heroin in drop houses, so. Oh, that's why they got all the houses. Yeah. He was talking about like he goes like he's like I'd seen like luxury in this house I had never seen before anywhere. He goes like painted sinks and shit like that. Like, <laughs> and like, shit like that. <laughs> he didn't say that, but you know, he goes painted like, sinks? Yeah, he goes like hand painted like designs in the sinks and stuff. He's like, it's just well, something I had never seen before. Yeah, because it's I don't know. It sounds kind of garish. He goes, no, he's like, everything is very tasteful. He oh, goes, okay. everything was really well put together. And uh, it's not like fucking Trump ass gold toilet no, shit. Yeah, exactly. No. They were all and they were all very nice. And so, you know, he's you know, <laughs> louder than his uh uh mm. you know counterparts in in la cosa nostra and um they don't like him there no get a load of that huh i don't believe it and so they basically tell him and he goes if anything happens to me or my family or anything he goes <laughs> mulberry street is the main street mm-hmm. in little italy he goes i will drive down mulberry street and kill every wop i see <laughs> And they left him alone. <laughs> well, he makes a compelling and all, opinion. All they could do was snitch to the DEA about him and stuff like that. But part of the thing that really starts bringing him down is um, one of the apartments he had was there was a, a, another tenant in the building was a cop, this guy Kowalski, and he oh, could Kowalski, he, and he could never find parking. And he's like, "Who? Are, what are all these out of state plates and shit?" This fucking cop couldn't find parking. Uh, this yeah. is what motivated it's, it him. It starts to, with a parking space. Jesus fucking Christ. Starts with a parking space. And he's he starts looking at he starts looking at all these plates and, and he's running numbers because he can't find a parking space. No, he's running on the numbers. plates and he's he's running them through the database and he's going like, Oh, this guy's fucking like been convicted of this and that he goes like, Oh, he's like all oh, fucking like big drug guys and all coming to see this guy. And then they realize the scope of the operation and, and everybody like they start tapping phones and shit and they're like, This is an international level drug. Operation we had no idea about. None. Right. And so, like, I think in 1971, um, he organizes all of the black and Hispanic drug dealers on the eastern seaboard. Frank does? Yeah, in Atlanta. And Shit, the, so he has a fucking a meeting of all the fucking minds. He does the fucking thing that the fucking Italians did where they yeah. all got busted. And that's another thing that brings them down. Because it's too much noise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can't fucking do that. You know? And, um... It's all about talking about uh, the the point of the meeting is, is about getting around uh, the mafia, and um, you know getting just drugs where they don't have to deal with it being pre-cut and smaller packages, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. And um, then he has another one a year later in Las Vegas uh, at the fucking Jerry Quarry Muhammad Ali fight. <laughs> what the sands or something like that. right and and so it's it's and so Lid, liddy jones one of these drug dealers first of all at the end of the fight mike tyson dedicates the fight 
two major cocks. No, 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 Muhammad Ali. Muhammad, Muhammad Ali. Ali, excuse me. Who did I say? Mike, Mike Tyson. Tyson. Mike Tyson. <laughs> I'd like to thank uh, Major Cox. Major Cox, he's running for mayor right now. <laughs> so, so Major Cox is running for Every mayor. Every vote counts. He, he's um, a Major Coxon, excuse me. He's, he's running for mayor in Philadelphia, and, and Ali dedicates the fight to him. Shit. And so that's one, one, one guy, one Frank affiliate. Liddy Jones, another guy selling drugs for Frank, He's in the ring. And at that fight, <laughs> at that fight, George Foreman shows up and starts talking shit. And Liddy Jones gets in his face. <laughs> He's like, man, fuck you, motherfucker. He's talking all this shit. You see him on screen. By the time I'm done with you, you can be selling grills, motherfucker. Dude, he, he is, he is, he's probably, he's probably so chopped up. No, he has no. no fear about getting in the face of Old mean George yeah, Foreman. Yeah, yeah. This is hard hitting. Yeah. This is former Foreman. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. This is the old Foreman. He wasn't laughing. <laughs> and, and, and so Liddy's in there. The fight's being dedicated to Major Coxon. And he holds another one of these these uh these huge meetings. And it's all Latino and and, uh, and black guys. guys. Yeah. And so it, it started with um just that thing of the Cuban guy and the Puerto Rican guy and the fucking UNICEF for the goddamn. Hey, I mean, Jesus Christ! It's the fucking Miles Morales, a fucking drug dealer. <laughs> shit. I mean, can I get a fucking kilo of horse without having to deal with a fucking Diego or what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm gonna get hate mail over that again. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> but so yeah, they're they're you know they're doing they're doing like the same shit. You know, it's a it's a huge organization. And um, around the time, you know, he starts, he's about to go down. Um, he's expanding into even Detroit. And one of the guys I was, I was fucking reading about in Detroit was there was a, there was a DEA agent who he was talking about. Oh, his name was a guy, a guy named Classen or Classman or something like that. And he was, a, he was a big, and apparently Detroit had like their own weird supply of heroin and had since like the forties well, and it, and it came from like Canada. Yeah. It came from like Asia or something like they had like all their own unique hookups and stuff. But Frank was starting to make headway in there. So now he's going to like the Midwest, you know, um, it was 21 States he was operating in. Wow. Is that what? At the height, at the height of his. And how many States were there back? That's then? A, almost the bulk of the union. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like I said, like a contiguous like, 48. Like I said, yeah. a third of the heroin in the country passing through Frank's hands. A third. Wow. Um, and he's... And that's just heroin. Just heroin. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Never and, mind the... The supplemental. And they also... The trezen Also at these meetings, they were talking about expanding um, coke. Mm-hmm. Because... Um, uh, that was uh, coming up. Yeah, you get it wetted. Yeah, that was that was when you said that he might have been the biggest gangster ever. Like, totally slipped my mind, but like, Pedro. Yeah. I mean, that's probably another one on that level. Yeah. Of, yeah. Man. Yeah, I mean, these these DEA agents and, and FBI guys and stuff that talk in the documentary, they're like, we almost shudder to think how far he could have gone. Right. Like, it could have been an entirely national, fully national, and then international operation. Mm-hmm. Um. But he, uh, you know, he starts getting the wiretaps from uh, these meetings, people linking things together. Kowalski's bitching about parking. They're looking into that. Uh, he, he's got his mafia neighbors diming him to the DEA, right? And uh, it's uh, actually a lot of IRS investigation. Uh, of course. They right. want their money, man. Yeah, where? They want their fucking money, you know? And... Uh, 
You, so, got, you can't live too flashy. Well, these days, they don't, it's too expensive for them to go after you if you have a lot of money. Yeah. And, and so, it's, you know, some of the stuff he was coming up against with, like, as far as, like, you know, uh, butting heads of people was usually the black mafia. Uh, they didn't like they didn't like how he was kind of setting up a franchise in Philadelphia. They felt like it was their turf, et cetera. So any of, like, the murders and stuff that happened is usually with um, – his lieutenants and uh, members of the black mafia. So he, so he's cutting out all every mafia, black mafia, <laughs> Italian mafia. Right, right. But is he not becoming his own mafia then? I don't think so, man. I think it's just kind of like he's like he's just he's just a single wholesaler, just, like you know, like like yeah, like Frank Lucas was. Sure, um, sure. And like he was really popular. He would show up at, at the uh, the uh, I think it's called like a Harlem club in, in Atlantic City. And um, one of his one of his lieutenants was shot there in front of six hundred people by the black mafia, and Frank happened to not be there that night. But and, and nobody talked. <laughs> six hundred people there, nobody talked. It's a hell of a Kill, show. Killed the girls he was with. Oh, it was uh, it was horrible. Um, and so uh, he's yeah he's you know got some of that shit going on, but there's you know um, there's not like too too much heat. You know, it's really just these couple of things that that twig the cops. And the DEA, and then they're seeing the money, of course, and the IRS gets involved, and they want their cut. And um, you know, they still have the thing of you know, even though they're doing drug dealing, um, the mafia was, or uh, you know, the mafia was cut out, right? And there was more money going back into into the community, right? So a lot of people would kind of look the other way on that. But like I was saying, you know, the Black Panthers and stuff, one time they came out and they just grabbed a bunch of heroin and dumped it in the street. And they said they wouldn't turn it over to the cops because the cops would sell it. Yep. And the yeah. cops were selling it out of the evidence room. Mm-hmm. The cops Tons are selling it. They, they, out of they, the still, they still do that. And you know, how they, you know how they fucking twigged to it? They saw bugs eating the flour they were replacing it with. And they're like, well, you, uh, no bug can eat that much heroin. <laughs> you know what I mean? These fucking bugs are fucking fiends. Cool. They're junk fiends. So a fucking roach offered to suck my dick on the way out of the evidence room. Can you fucking believe it? Yeah. And um, that's and so then they, they, and it was all. Um, so they dumped it in the street. When you say they dumped it in the street, you the meant Black to, Panthers right, dumped it in the street to, in a way to get rid of to it. To get just, rid of it. Right. And did fucking the, the swarm of junkies come in? I, I don't know. <laughs> drink but, the water. Drink the water. But they said, um, you know, and the, the police, you know, this is, of course, before Frank Lucas goes down. Um, and that takes down a lot of the police force in mm -hmm. New York. Uh, Serpico takes down a lot of the police force mm -hmm. in New York. And one time he had these two big buildings, right, where he processed all his shit. Frank. It wasn't real estate after all. And one was called the Ponderosa. Mm. Lined the walls with steel. All right? Everything steel reinforced throughout the whole building. Interesting choice. They got the naked girls or whatever, cutting mm -hmm. the dope 24 mm -hmm. hours a day. Mm -hmm. When they fucking raided this thing, they, they, couldn't, they couldn't break down doors. They had to go through, they busted through walls. And then they realized like, oh, this is fucking major. And they swept up a half kilo off the floor. <laughs> One guy died of inhaling. You did my fellas. thing. That's what I usually do. 
<laughs> no, not a cop. Not a cop. I'm talking about a guy that works there. Oh, he's just breathing yeah, in the uh, shit. Yeah. He and he, he but went out happy. He breathes in too much and he dies. Is that guy? And they said the cops came and Frank came out and told them they take care of it and they went away. So the cops are fucking. They know. Yeah. They know a so, lot about what's going on here, here right? Um. So he lined the 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 built the walls with steel so you couldn't like bust through them. I guess. Yeah. $25 million worth of heroin found in that building when they raided it. And there's another one called the OK Corral. Uh, what happened and, there? And that was the same kind of thing, same deal. And it was just, you know, these buildings where it was just all day chopping and bagging. Do you, do you know what buildings these were? Because uh, I wonder if the you know, steel is still there. There's probably still some stuff you could sweep up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, the price of steel is through the roof. Oof. Heroin as well. Yeah. <laughs> you go there, you recycle the steel, mm-hmm. sweep up the fucking in between the probably couch cushions. Br- brush it off the walls. Yeah, yeah. The, the air duct. <laughs> yeah, the filter's got to be change fun. the filters. Oh god! So he gets he gets busted because they start tapping the phones after the the quarry fight with Ali, and uh, they hear you know a lot of drug talk, and um, he gets stung in seventy two in Skangfield, Florida. What for trying to sell forty pounds of coke? Coke, coke, um. <laughs> And uh, so that's the trunk's worth, isn't it? How do you measure that? Is it? Uh, he was charged for that, right? And and he he gets out. He uh, January seventy three, DA gets him um, charged with tax evasion, conspiracy to distribute heroin and coke. Mm. Um, they set bail at five million, highest bail amount ever at the time. And he paid it. It was reduced to two point five. And uh, he uh, Matthews agrees to not fight extradition and go back to New York. Um, and then after being detained in New York for a few weeks, his bail goes down to 325000 And he's indicted on six counts of tax evasion, conspiracy to distribute. He's uh, facing 50 years. Um, and so this is, you know, uh, six months of, of, of legal shit, right? He's going to court, you know, blah, blah, blah. And he's... January, excuse me, July 2nd, 1973, he's, uh, he's at the courthouse and he's, he's finding out, somebody lets it slip that basically he's facing a life charge from, uh, it's like statute 848 or something like that, where it's like, if you, if you've made over 10 million selling, distributing drugs, then it's a, a life, life sentence. Wow. Also, he's got, what, what Nixon's, Nixon's, the Nixon, drug act. Nixon's yeah. going hard at yeah. this time. Yeah. And, um. So he goes, yeah, is that still going down? Am I going to get that? And somebody goes, ah, oh, you might. And then he decides to bail, <laughs> right? And Can't blame him, I guess. Yeah. so he's supposed to appear in Brooklyn July 2nd. Doesn't show. Um, they, you know, fucking call, calling all the cars, you know. And uh, he, <laughs> he gets his girlfriend at the time. Um, common law girlfriend. This is this is like I've heard her called eighteen. I've heard her called twenty three, but she's some fresh thing, right? <laughs> <laughs> she was a real PYT, a real tenderoni. Yeah. Um, Did you say tenderoni? Tenderoni. And um, Somebody saw him, you know, the night uh, he was in Brooklyn or whatever, and um, some cop saw him, some detective saw him in Brooklyn, and he blasted through a red light, right? He's decided to go. 
He's bailing all right. And the fucking cop gives chase. But this is fucking Mark Four Matthews. And he loses the cop. Okay? And now, now he's on the run, right? They're fucking like 20 grand for the capture of Frank Matthews. And one of the IRS guy goes, he's like, I know he has a fucking safety deposit box in Durham. Goes to Durham, to the bank. He goes, he goes into the bank. He goes, have you seen Frank Matthews? And like, he just went out the back door. You lose him again. Can't let it get out the back door of a bank. I guess when he has a lot that much money in there. He's maybe been seen in Africa. Oh. He's maybe been seen in the Caribbean. He's maybe been seen in Houston on his way if out of the country. If you know who shot Tupac Shakur or where this fucking Frank Matthews guy is, nobody fucking knows. Could be in the Bermuda fucking Triangle with Elvis. Yeah. He gets away. To this day. That's... Gets just... Him and his girlfriend, $20 million, which is $100 million back then. Yes. Um, but yeah, I mean, you do that right, you can go anywhere forever. So they, t- they the, so her, her last name is Brown. I can't remember her first name right now. Foxy. Uh, yeah, Jackie. Uh, Charlie. <laughs> Nicole. They tap her phone, her family's phone. She's very close to their parents. They're like teachers in Brooklyn. It's like middle class, very nice people. And they never, they never get a call in five years. Right? So then there's all the theories. And then some people say like, oh, he was fucking like whacked or whatever. And it's like, no, he wasn't by the mafia. Bullshit. Um, some people say on the way out, he, like he got a uh, plastic surgery. Some people said his heart was all fucked up from doing all the chopping. He got a heart transplant in Houston before he bailed. That's a hell of a rumor. I love that. Yeah, I talked to my brother. He's a surgeon. I mean, he's got the money. Yeah, sure. You know, uh, if anybody could do it. But that's a weird thing to do right before you bail. I yeah. got a whole, I let, stop let me get Houston. a heart surgery before I'm, <laughs> I'm out of here. In Texas. <laughs> What's the fucking re, the rehab time on that? Get real. So they never, um, they never like recovered any kind of like uh, a body of either of them. They never heard a phone call. Um, later on, Frank's kids would get, he's, don't forget, he's got a common law wife and three children. Yeah. Common law kids. He, he leaves them with a package, right? Probably like a million dollars or something. Oh. In, in Coke. Uh, yeah. Don't do it all in one place. <laughs> this will no. last you years. <laughs> I'm leaving you 20 chickens. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he's got a, you know, um, so Liddy Jones was like, he's like, I lay, all the, everybody goes down. Liddy Jones goes down. Uh, uh Shorty Boost goes down. Everybody went down except Frank. Everybody that works for Frank went down. I'm talking 20, 30 years, Aaron. Oh my and then God. they come out and they're on the wire. <laughs> what the hell? I mean, good for them. Good for them is right. Um, and, and then... <laughs> and they said, they said Frank... <laughs> what? No, 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 no. It's stupid. Liddy Jones is like... It's so crazy because he's just like... He's, he's talking. He's like, what did you say, Liddy? And he's going, he's like... He's like uh, talking about he worked with uh, this guy named Pop, who was one of Frank's big lieutenants. He's like, Frank's in Africa. And he goes, he, but you, you wouldn't know him. And he goes, I wouldn't know him. He goes, he did. He did. He's like, oh. face he, off. He, face off. Yeah, he did plastic surgery. Um, to this day, nobody knows. I mean, all you got to do is go to Africa and find the guy who has a fucked up facelift. So, so all these the guys looks like a 70s all, facelift. All, these, all the guy looks like Grace Jones. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There he is. <laughs> All these DEA guys and stuff like that, like, they're just like, they're like, he's alive. And they're like, you know, um, the one DEA guy is talking about the girl, uh, the brown he left with, he goes, um, 
He's like, she's really well built. Um, oh. <laughs> she had a beautiful body. Uh, <laughs> I, um, I, I mean, I couldn't blame the guy. Yeah. And he's like, uh, you know, um, they all think he's alive. And they're like, what would we even do if we caught him with like a 40, 50 year old case? 1973. Give him he's a medal. almost 50 fucking years ago. You let him run the station, just like you know? fucking yeah. liberating Johnson. Yeah. Uh, well, you put up a hell of a fight. Here's the keys <laughs> to the city. You yeah. win. Congratulations. And, and like, so the law enforcement people tell El Prophet at some point, they're like, they're like, yeah, basically, like, if he died anywhere, we, we could find him. <laughs> you know, if he's not out in like the middle of the desert, like these records are all things we can collect from around the world, mm. which is crazy. Um, but it sounds like, I mean, they won't. No, no. Well, I mean, they all think he's alive. Yeah. They right. All, but they, eventually, you know, if you've got that kind of money, you buy a new identity when you get out there. Yeah. Now here's here's some interesting shit. Oh. Right? And we go back to the beginning almost, where part of the indictment that comes down is for Gonzalez in Venezuela, right? His connect, and uh, you know. Fucking uh, Spanish Ray, right? And then the government gets told that um, we have to take the Venezuela thing out of it because of connections we have with the, with the CIA and the Russians, they said. The fucking uh, CIA, man. And Everything the Russians? They fucking touch. And the Russians. Christ's sake. That's what they said. So it's like Saudi Arabia, like oh yeah, even you can cut off. So some a phone call, a phone chop call, off, chop up some reporters, but just, phone call never goes into to the to the the Brown household, right? She's very close to their parents. Young girl, well built, well built, and we know this. Great body. <laughs> um, and but they found out later that, like a year after she disappeared, her uh, parents took a trip to Curacao. Oh, Carousel. off Venezuela. Uh, you, yeah, you can't. Or Gonzalez. You can't be. tap the mail line. And maybe CIA protection for Frank too. What? I mean, I don't know. That's, I'm throwing that out there. It's but like, like the CIA is like, we have a connect now. We we can bypass these goddamn guineas. <laughs> we got a good old American black guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Born and bred. <laughs> Made in the USA. <laughs> Learjet's fueled up. <laughs> Literally, it's fueled up. It'd I'm be, chopped up. He'd be damned if any grease a goes in again. Now, Frank, have you ever had ceviche? <laughs> I think you're going to like Venezuela, pal. <laughs> well built. Do you see these bras? The, the plane ain't the only thing that's well built here, pal. <laughs> wow. It's incredible. So... Because of his his own French Venezuela connection, mm-hmm. which was tied into the CIA's firewall against communism, mm-hmm. and then even you know eventually you know Russia will have connections down in Venezuela in the next twenty thirty years, right? Yeah. Man, now let me let me tell you something that wow. is completely insane and true. One of the ways they were getting the heroin across the ocean was in underwater mines used by the Nazis against the Allies. 
My like explosives? Under- yes. Huh? Old old Nazi mines uh-huh. that were supposed to decommission. They were decommissioned or, or they, they were taken. And don't forget this this French connection is started by former Gestapo guys. Mm-hmm. So they get these old mines mm-hmm. and they open them up and they fill them with heroin and that's and that's what they're transporting it in. Do they and they just like just no? They, they, they put them on the ship after they they like pick them up. And they're like, we're getting they rid just, of them. I think I think they're actually float like being pulled underwater. What? Yeah. By other boats? I think so. Yes. And they're probably those like fucked up looking mines that are just like, like you know, pinheads. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. pinballs. Like swastikas on them and stuff. Oh. And some of them are leaking. Well, and it's, it's white. So... It's pure. Yeah. Uncut. <laughs> <laughs> oh, because they're not Jewish. Nice. Hi. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Asbestos. How fucking insane is that? Imagine pulling up a fucking Nazi mine and it's full of heroin. Oh, oh <laughs> mein Gott. This is the best <laughs> day of my life. <laughs> Deutsche Stopa. What would her socks say? <laughs> Man, these French Turks mean business. <laughs> <laughs> they even got the Nazis working for them. The ocean is full of colorful characters. <laughs> the heroin is an obscenity. <laughs> it is a blasphemy. Dude, that's pretty cool, man. I mean, Frank Lucas doing, you know... Soldiers, caskets, coffins, yeah, coffins, cinematic. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anytime you involve Nazi shit, <laughs> it's <laughs> sign me up. <laughs> sign me up. <laughs> That's pretty wild. Yeah. Um, maybe you could try putting some speed in those. <laughs> <laughs> maybe if you try to get it a little bit faster. <laughs> um, no, these are not mine. These are yours. <laughs> <laughs> Mine's yours. <laughs> Ours. Um. <laughs> Man, there's a lot to unpack there. It's really crazy. I got, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna look a little more into that on my own, if you don't mind. Yeah, no, and it's explored in other. Um, I think that's also uh, explored in the uh, white powder, black power doc too. Uh-huh. That comes up. I kind of, I kind of like that he escaped. I don't know. It's you know, I, it's, it's, it's he's I not like exactly it. like the guy to root for. But no, I mean, Durham, the same they, time. Durham, North Carolina is totally behind him. <laughs> Still, uh, <laughs> it's like face painted on the side of barns. <laughs> they have like a side that says like "Home of Frank." Well, well, here's the thing: is that like it's kind of Prided you know forgotten about, right? Um, except for old lawmen right. and old gangsters. Like nobody's really talking about it except for those guys. Those guys rocking on a porch. And they were saying it'll they'll kind of shake the tree again every few years, and they think it's from pressure from the old retired guys being like, "Hey, find out, see if you can fucking get." Well, we never, we never, we never caught Frank that guy. Matthews. And so, um, Shorty Boose, uh, star of The Wire, um, he passes away a few years ago. On the route of the funeral, the feds put up. The wanted poster for Frank Matthews the whole way to the cemetery. What? Because they know that this is his crew. And they're thinking like, ah, maybe these guys don't have money anymore. Oh, wanted, you know, million dollar reward. It's actually only 20 grand. Oh, that's not going to Whitey Bulger was 1.2 million. And he was living in a fucking condo in Santa Monica. And and people even think that's kind of suspicious. Like, does the government not really want him? You know what I'm saying? Like twenty it's, grand. Yeah, uh, it's I been mean, twenty grand since then. I think just no one cares about it anymore. 
Yeah. Whitey, I mean, Whitey Bulger was like kind of, he was but kind also, of in the news. And... They don't even know if they can make a case anymore. Right. Sure, the people, sure. the people that would have snitched on him already served 30 years and yeah. are out of jail. Yeah. yeah. What are they? Like there's nothing, there's nothing. Maybe they just like go fund me 20 grand because they're just curious. Yeah. <laughs> it's not even like the police or the feds, just a couple of guys. <laughs> like a, a go fund me for like, for like, yeah, info. If you know anything about fucking. So that thing where you're all talking at work, doc, where you're just trying to figure something out. Yeah, yeah, and you're like, I don't want to go. I just want to know what. Where, where'd you go? What yeah. happened? Tell us how. Yeah, but oh, I mean, this and, guy. It, and was it, she for real with that butt? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you ought to see it now. <laughs> Mess. <laughs> Venezuelan food. <laughs> Too good. So I, I shouldn't have got plastic surgery. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. He's so he's like uh, still very popular in Durham. A lot of those people. Um. You know, you say he's very popular in Germany. A lo- a lo- Durham, in, in Durham. Oh, Durham. <laughs> I'm sorry. You know, he helped a lot of people out, and they like sure. Um, he, you know, a lot of those guys that successfully get away really take care of people. Yeah, you and have, they get it's away part of the it's and they get away because of that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like they have a support system, and. You know, you get you get what you give, mm-hmm. right, right? And um, you know, a lot of people had a lot of good things to say about him. Um, and he, there is a little bit of a fear element. It's not as if mm. there wasn't people killed from his organization. There was, but that was also like usually like his lieutenants. Like there's this guy Beckwith, um, and then that guy Pop that served time with Liddy Jones. Um, those are the kind of the guys that were really going to do the popping, right? Um, wasn't usually really frank. Um, Frank was much more a guy that everybody was always happy to see. Yeah, you want to be you're insulated. From he was he was the, yeah, exactly. the fun guy, and um, but also there's like you know a little bit. One guy compares him to Kaiser Soze. He goes like um, he's like I was asking questions, and somebody in Durham told me like oh you don't want to ask about that. I might get back to him. Like you should be afraid of Frank. <laughs> um, and so he's like he kind of has like a, a little bit of a hero terror legacy you know what i mean it's mm. it's a thing where um i guess he's been gone so long you can almost make it what you want yeah sure yeah you know the myth yeah um but they're all kind of all the law guys are really kind of in awe of yeah. the discipline he showed in yeah. getting away yeah there was no know. phone calls home no visits home it was just shrewd and fucking perfectly executed. Yeah, we were talking about this the other day about this kind of like respect of your opponent. But we were watching, we were all talking about, it was another kind of, you know, crime thing. Yeah. And just like, you know, you can see in the, in the guy's face the admiration that he had for his opponent or, yeah. or her, you know, whoever his case was. And, yeah. You, know. you see that like a, it's always in like assassin's, or it's not always in, but you, I, I remember it comes to mind from assassin stories where it's like, like a burn box, which is like the moment this thing happens, this is like the cutoff. I go, everything behind uh-huh. me it disappears. Yeah, no questions asked. What's that De Niro thing from Heat? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Never it's, have anything you can't pack up and leave in the moment. Like, Ten minutes if you second. see the heat around the corner. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For me, the what the oh, for me the uh, the action is the, the action is the juice oh, and, and juice is life. And heat has heat is life. Whoa. The movie Heat is life. Whoa, yeah, Val Kilmer is life. Whoa. Weird. Science! <laughs> it's failed. failed. It has failed. And she blinded me with it. 
Yeah. And that's why it's failed. Yeah, because your eyesight is great. And that was wrong. <laughs> and that was wrong. <laughs> Thank you. I don't agree with that. I think it's. I think it also says a lot that um, a cop not finding parking was yeah, like that's so petty bullshit. Just like the, petty, just petty, like, petty bullshit with a guy punching <laughs> the steering. Yeah, it's just such a guy punching the clock. Kowalski, you're late again. I'm sorry. Yeah. A bunch of these I can't black find guys parking. took my parking spot. I'm gonna sir. look up every license plate in this neighborhood. Yeah. How many Polacks does it take down to take down an international black <laughs> drug lord? One who can't find park. <laughs> but that's that's also the thing in the wire. It starts with the church window. Yeah. Yeah. And the and another Polish guy <laughs> starts shaking tree branches because he's like, how does that guy have that money for that good window in the church? It starts with petty bullshit because these are just guys punching a clock. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're like, you know what really grinds my gears? <laughs> and, then exactly and then they're fucking. But they have the they have the power to actually fucking. Then they're like, yeah. I discovered an international yeah. drug ring. Yeah. Wow. Petty vendettas are, are you know they will get they you just you keep going. Yeah. Exactly. You know, yeah. You know what? Yeah, it's really a trip though, man. Seeing all these guys from the wire show up and shit, like, um, you know, they uh, they were all like, they're all saying the same shit. They're like, Nikki Barnes is nothing. Nikki Barnes is on the cover of magazines, which yeah, they even Nikki show- Barnes on the cover of Life, I think. Yeah, and uh, it was like Mister Untouchable, <laughs> yeah. whatever. He was dressed like a fucking pimp. Yeah, and because you know, a pimp like Frank Lucas, like nothing. They're like Frank Matthews was the man. And there was another guy, uh, Atkinson, I think, was the third uh, big uh, dealer out of uh, North Carolina that was a black guy. Mm. Another, for some reason, North Carolina just put out mm. three of the biggest like drug kingpins of all time. Mm. I wonder if it's just like you know ge- ge- geographics because mm. you can you're halfway between the north and the south. Mm. Right? I think probably what they were saying about the upward mobility that was going on in the community oh, and just sure, showing that, that you sense. that you could reach these mm-hmm. crazy heights, mm-hmm. you know, as a business person was a lot of the mm. um but it's also ironic too because well, it's not ironic, but it's interesting because why wouldn't you seek out a legit means of of getting ahead because you're smarter than that. Uh, well, also cuz white people won't But let most you. of the time it And end- then you see that oh even with this mobility there's still yeah. A ceiling. Yeah. Um, but also, anytime you have a big enough population of educated people, whatever they are, mm-hmm. one, a certain percentage of them is going to go rogue. Yeah. 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 And they're going to be good at it. Yeah. And they, I mean, you know, it was a black fire department. It was black schools. It was black banks. It was, you know, it was really just... Um, it was a shit nation. Nation of Islam is like, that's fucking... But that wasn't that wasn't nation. I, I, I know it's not, but yeah. that's you know in that, in that same thread we were talking about yes, earlier. Yes, you know, this black nationalism. Yes, uh, and they had it, and um, you know they're, they're talking to some you know good old boy white uh, sheriff, and he's like, I thought uh, you know uh, black my relations were great. <laughs> he goes, uh, blacks had a lot of money, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and you know uh, he was uh, he was I think the guy that arrested Frank when he stole the chickens and. He was, he was like, he was like, then, you know, I'd see him coming back in a Rolls Royce and he's like, apparently, you know, Frank, he must've sold them chickens for <laughs> double or three times the price. He went to New York and stole chickens all over the place. <laughs> yeah. Juicy J says, you, you N words think we're churches cause we selling all these chickens. Now that's a Coke. Now, now chickens, uh, uh, very, now he must be good. referring to a uh, kilograms. That's exactly Hopefully right. Hopefully not man. children. No, 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 no. No, he's not Wayfair. Hey... John, and that's some shit. I like that, John. That's really good. I, really I like love that. smart 
uh, affable criminals. I love stories like that, and I like you the know, one like, who got away. I like the ones yeah, that get away because yeah. it's also it's the one you got away, and you wonder like, am I not hearing about this? Because they don't want you to hear about that. Well, right. you don't. You don't. I mean, the the, the black big, the black gangsters, possibly the biggest actually, gangster of all time. I was uh is I was um reading this article um New Yorker about it was re- it was kind of a, re- a review of a book about mobsters and the mafia and mm. it was it was just like shitting all over the idea of the uh, how the mafia is venerated yeah the romanticism the romanticism yeah. of it and and kind of being like well you know the mafia's you can already just saying someone's in the mafia you're already like ragging on them you know there's it's like it, and, and I don't know. And so anyway, long story short, the 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 thing that brought down the New York Mafia wasn't all kinds of illegal things. It was that pornography was on the internet, and the state took over the lotto numbers. Yeah, and that uh, you know the uh, 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 credit cards. Yeah. And so no, yeah, you, you, yeah. you didn't need they, them. They just made everything legal that they were doing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, credit cards are loan sharks. Yeah, yeah. They're allowed to fucking South Dakota because there's no usury laws there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's no fucking credit card companies in New York. There's right. usury laws. Yeah, it's fucking bullshit. <laughs> you know, there's a when I was I was looking up the stuff about the twenty seven percent, twenty nine point nine nine percent APR, and that's for volume. <laughs> Hello, APR. Hmm. Well, like ATM. Hey, mm. no. that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> So you want some ATM with your ATM? Because we're <laughs> fucking you in the ace. That's what... That's Chase. What, Chase. That's Batman for you. Chase. Batman? Yeah, bust the ass to mouth all night. What? Bust the Bust. Bust. All night. Bust the Nice. Hmm. I never knew it stood for that. Yeah, that's how they That's how they thought it, the character. Really? No. Yeah. yeah. What's Robin? <laughs> oh, I can't tell you that. Mm-hmm. This is a family show. <laughs> uh, we, uh... Our family's taboo. <laughs> Our family's legal. It's, it's just like Paul. Oh God, yeah, we got to do that. We got to do that. Yeah, it's so fucked up. We're gonna have to do another. Like, if we do another porno, porno, one, porno? it'll have to be classic era and yeah. and not as. Yeah, 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 yeah. Agreed. Lascivious. Yeah. Yes. We'll do one of those classic shits. Yeah, they're fucking good. They are fucking good, and they're, they're good funny, fucking, and they're good. Fuck, yeah, they are funny, and yes. the music is cool. I would. We'll get to it another time, but yeah. uh, I really like this episode. Yes, I want to. I'm going to learn more uh, about this character. I really like the open-ended nature of it. Yeah, did he get away? Is CIA protection was sightings he- in Africa, sightings in the Caribbean. Um, uh, you know, some people thought he came back in the country and stayed and blended in. Who knows? Um, some people think she did that. Um. But most of the law people that you hear from in the dock think he's alive. Damn. Wow. You know? We just want to know. We just want to say hi. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. It is, man. Um, yeah. It, you know, it's, it's, um, it reminds me a little, well, maybe this is just kind of what I was thinking of recently, but, you know, the end, that, that sentencing of Ted Bundy. Mm-hmm. The judge. Yeah, you went another way, partner. Yeah, you know, it would have been a real like pleasure to see you practice law in my courtroom. Yeah. And I mean that. And I wish you the best. And the, the, the judge is like, when you watch it, if, you, if you've if you had a drink, you're going to cry. Like, 
this this try it's incredible and the judge is like genuinely heartbroken <laughs> that he's sending this guy to the fucking chair which is he was he which is insane on the judge's part this guy fucks corpses yeah right but he but made the, such an, an impression. impression yes defending him i mean defending himself representing himself yeah and the judge is like man the law uh, boy oh, boy i tell you sometime <laughs> this robe feels like a straight jacket partner and i bet you're not too unfamiliar about that are you <laughs> <laughs> boy you and me we should go have a couple of oat sodas one of these days and just leave it all behind i, I, I think, never Ted. fucked a corpse what's that like you I, I mean maybe you could Tell me about it. Tell I want to say you killed it in this courtroom. But, <laughs> and if you did, then you'd fuck it. And, well. and meanwhile, the fucking girl that he almost fucking killed is like in the back. Sitting, yeah, yeah, like, she's all fucked up. Yeah, like, like, is, is I would like to see him practice law too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, like the, the Don't say is, that in front of her. The judge is like, wow, we've got a real, we got a real it. genius. How about obeying it? <laughs> Now, I've seen some people in crime before, but this is a Hall of Famer. <laughs> it's a Holocaust. <laughs> I know there might be some people in the audience who didn't like it, but I got to say this is one of the best. <laughs> All right. I understand you're Republican. <laughs> now, I like that. <laughs> Man. It's a wild time. It is a wild time. It's a wild, wild time. Uh, John, that was great. Thank you, thank you. I had, really I had good. a lot, a lot of fun. And with thank it. you to Oshkosh. Oshkosh, Oshkosh, Oshkosh. Yeah, good, good stuff. Um, Keep, you know, send it. We will if if you send it to us, we will look at it and try to work it in. Yeah, I mean, sometimes we drag our feet or whatever, but that was just one that <laughs> it does take a yeah, while. Yeah, you know, we got uh, a lot going on. Yeah, that was one that just grabbed me. And mm. yeah, you were sent, talking about it. All he week. sent it to me, and in the moment, I started watching the doc. And I just started doing the Wikipedia dive. Mm -hmm. And then I was doing the dive on the French Connection. And then the Black Mafia. And uh, there's just so much. I mean, the way the way that it, it goes up against politics and celebrities and different movements, mm. uh, it, it just pervades, like, all these different things. Like, one of the guys, um, this guy gets killed. He's a politician. He's involved with drugs. And... Um, no. <laughs> and uh, he gets killed, uh, and they thought it might be Frank, but it would end up being this guy who left a note at the, at the murder scene that said it was from Black October about not having drugs in our community. Wow. And that guy who was convicted of it was, he's the cousin of the girl that plays Cleopatra Jones in the Blaxploitation no movie? Shit. Yeah, it's like crazy links and shit. Like, it's a total trip, you know? Wow. Um... And it is just so crazy thinking about how something that seems as omnipresent as American heroin is really just all from Marseille. Yeah. Via Turkey, via Montreal. It's, isn't that it's It's really a couple of guys. Yeah, a couple <laughs> right, of guys right, and right. a couple of ports of entry. Yeah. yeah. And uh, fucking CIA approval. Right. <laughs> you know? CIA going, Ziga? Yeah. Ziga? Yeah. Well, you know, then the, the, from the get go, like yeah. the calculus there, like the you know the CIA's math there is the lives that are destroyed or ended because of the drug addiction, abuse, and the crime surrounding it. That For, destruction versus communism is significantly right. less dangerous on our shores and around the world than communists. But also yeah. they would believe that if there was an American communism, it would flourish in poor communities. So therefore, it's two birds, one stone. 
that's also the cynical viewpoint they're doing by getting drugs into the black community. They're going, oh, they're all radical leftists. So, poi- if, so poison them? Yes. And also, you know, well, also show them the miracle of, of capitalism by giving them a seed <laughs> right, money. Right, right. This this freeway Ricky Ross character is a good head on his shoulder. Show yeah. Him. <laughs> He's a, I'm investing in small businesses. <laughs> you don't want to join a work collective, do you, buddy? <laughs> you don't want to share this heroin. Do you Isn't know, this nice? <laughs> what do you know about franchises? <laughs> Ricky. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, 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 it's a very good takedown. A very trip. good analysis. A trip. Yeah. trip. Really yeah. enjoyed that. It's Thank probably, you, Josh. It's probably worth... Uh, Doing some CIA Patreon episode because uh, like their Osama we, bin Laden shit is that's a whole nother thing. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I'm, even all those those attempts on Castro. Yeah, mm-hmm. fascinating. Ton. Yeah. There. I mean, uh, we we could have a whole side show of CIA shit. Yeah. The CIA yeah. is just. I mean. It's the most. Do you most, remember, do you remember, the most cinematic of all the? Do you remember that in, series yeah. of books where they had like all those short little books where it was like. They all had like this, like the same kind of like format on the cover, where like one was Chomsky, one was Gore Vidal, and one was the CIA's greatest hits. Jesus fucking Christ! Yeah, really. It was, and it was oh, um, like greatest hits. It was, yeah, and it was, oh, it was just talking okay. about their exploits around the world and, and all but the. What, fucked was, up. what was no one was Chomsky, one was Vidal. It was this hell of a range. It was series, uh, a series of short political books by you know. It was like scholastic most, for kids, mostly good authors, but it was like basically an introduction to. Some of these things for younger readers, okay. I would say. Yeah. I got them when I was like 14. So it was like Chomsky for dummies, Gore Vidal for dummies, CIA assassination no, for no, dummies. No, they're actually <laughs> books by those guys. Okay. So it's actually a Gore Vidal book, uh-huh. but it's like, short. It's like, uh, what is it, uh, Wishbone? What's this? <laughs> What? What's the, what's the oh, dog? the dog? The, the what's dog? the story? Wishbone come <laughs> yeah, wag another yeah, tail. It's Wishbone, but Wishbone was right on right after Bill Nye on oh, KCET, yeah. P, your local PBS affiliate. More of a Clifford guy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's uh, red. Yeah, uh, big Mar- red Martin Short. He was Clifford. Oh yeah, he is red. Shit. <laughs> big old commie dog, <laughs> uncut. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, Wishbone was the. Uh, it, it was a. It was a, a little a, a precocious little Jack Russell Terrier would reenact uh, things from literature. Yeah. Funny. What's the yeah, story? So in like, you wish, in like you know, 20 minutes, he would tell you the three musketeers, the story of the three yeah. musketeers. Oh, really? Yeah. D'Artagnan! Because <laughs> he would tra- time travel back yeah, to... Yeah, he'd have uh, on a fucking little hat with a fucking... That's kind of poop. a good idea. Yeah. yeah, it was, I mean... It was so cute. basically, a tale of two cities breaks down like this. <laughs> the tale, T-A-I-L. He's <laughs> a dog. Wag the fucking thing. <laughs> he wagged the fucking thing. Um... Wishbone, uh, the do- so you were saying that. But the- anyway, in the series of books, one of the books was the CIA's greatest hits, um, and it was you know just compiling all the stuff about uh, you know just the absurd things they've been involved in throughout the years. Yeah, the heart attack fucking gun, that one. Oh, that one, yeah, that's yeah. what they were trying to get Castro with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's a uh, stupid fucking. Tr- it's definitely definitely. To- uh, Worth a dive. Yeah, yeah. we'll do. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll do it on we'll, Patreon. Yeah, we'll do a. Maybe we could do a, a three-way trifecta yeah, yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. I think that would be nice. That'd be a fun time. A trilateral commission. Oh. Yeah, commission. Oh, it's a commission. Accept it. Accept it. Yeah. Accept it? yeah. <laughs> so dumb. No. Accept it. No. No. <laughs> uh, that was really great. That was great. This really sparked my curiosity. Mm-hmm. Let's uh, let's do some fucking off. Yeah. Yeah, let's fuck off. Uh, I'm going to say goodnight. My name is John Fahey. My name is Aaron Pita. My pursuit. Good night, everybody. We love you. Night.
Scarpins Audio, a, podca- <clears throat> a podcast network.